0: Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday night, the great falling away, and for you and I or us that have been Christians for a while, there is no question in our mind, there is or has been and still a great falling away, it's going to be an important study And uh, we encourage you to be here at 7 o'clock, David Jeremiah. He'll do about 30 minutes, and we do a little filling in there. But uh, please plan on being here Wednesday night. As most of you know, I meet every Tuesday morning at 9.30 with DMIP, Durham Ministers in Prayer. There are about 40 ministers that meet. Now, they they don't all meet on Tuesday. We had 17 this past Tuesday. But... There are about 40 involved and they will be coming here along with the Hispanic church that meets in our building. So come early if you want a good seat. Uh, The 31st, we're gonna go as Antoinette said from 7 to 8.30 and it will be just filled with great things that we're gonna be doing. There'll be singing, there'll be certainly prayer and I cannot think of a better way to go out of the old year 2021 into the 2022 year, then through fellowship in God's people and certainly praying and believing God. It's important that we are able to understand what Christmas is all about. Last Sunday, we looked at the who of Christmas, Joseph, Mary, Jesus, the shepherds, and those involved with the Christmas story. And then we looked at the when of Christmas and the Old Testament prophet after prophet gave prophecy concerning the coming of Jesus Christ and it had to be timed just right in order for the things to take place that did. And then we looked at the how. The how of Christmas, of course, very important the virgin birth, the flight to Egypt, and of course we all are reminded of the search of Herod that wanted to certainly to kill the baby Jesus. And then we looked at the where of Christmas. It involved Bethlehem. It involved involved, uh, Israel. It certainly involved Jerusalem and Israel, all of these things. And so the who, the when, the how, the where, It's a beautiful story and that's what we hear every year and and gladly so. But I wanna still continue with the why of Christmas. Why? Why did he come? Why did God send Jesus Christ his son to the earth to be born of a virgin Born in a stable, laid in a manger, and all the things that go along with it. And for 33 and a half years, live here. I told the story of of, uh, Zacchaeus and how most of us know the story. He climbed up into the sycamore tree to see Jesus. The religious leaders were complaining at that time because he was going And eating with sinners, fellowshipping with sinners. They didn't understand it. So Jesus uh, told them why. And we find it certainly in St. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. It says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's his purpose. And over and over again, that is mentioned in the Bible. That's why he came, was to seek and to save that which was lost. As I begin to think think of the word lost, I could not help but go to the 15th chapter of the book of St. Luke. And that whole chapter is lost and found, lost and found, lost and found. Jesus told three parables. First of all, the parable of the shepherd that had a hundred sheep and one of them strayed away. And there he left the ninety and nine and went and searched until he found that lost sheep. Why would he leave the ninety and nine and go after the one? Well, first of all, the ninety and nine were safe in the sheepfold and this she was lost and then you have the parable of the ten coins that a lady woman had and she lost one now back then a woman that was going to be married was given ten silver coins and she would take that coin and either tie it and let it be around her neck or headband. And it was equivalent to your and my wedding ring, our wedding rings. It was very, not only was it valuable, but it was very sentimental. And she lost that coin. And then we have the very, very familiar uh, story. And all these are parables. But the very, very familiar story of the father that had two sons. And the younger son came to him and said, Father, would you give to me that that befalls me, it's what the King James says, that that comes to me. Give me my portion. And the Bible says he gave it to them. So he took their inheritance and gave that to both of them, the older son and the younger son. The son, younger son, left home and went out and lived a wild life. There was a famine after he'd spent all of his money on riotous living. There was a famine in the land and he found himself feeding the pigs. And the Bible says he would have eaten the food if they'd been let eat the food. Now, those are... Three powerful lost and found parables, stories. Let's look at the shepherd and the sheep. The shepherd searched and searched and searched. He looked for this sheep that was in danger, and he found his sheep. I love this story. I have a picture in my office of this Christ, and putting the sheep on his shoulder and going home with him. Then we get to the lost coin. The woman that lost her coin, the Bible says she lit a lamp and she swept the floor and she looked and looked and looked until she found the coin. Did the father look for the son? there's no question in my mind because the Bible says he was sitting, I think, on the porch looking out. No doubt longing for that son. He didn't go after him but he sat looking. And the Bible says when he saw him afar off he jumped up from his seat, ran and he hugged him, and he kissed him. One translation says he kissed him. Oh, my goodness. And he kissed him, and he kissed him. What a beautiful, beautiful story. But all three of these parables, two things I want you to notice. First of all, was there there searching, the father longing, the shepherd looking, and the woman searching diligently until they found it. And I want you to know today that Jesus Christ is searching for the lost. And not only is the Lord searching for the lost, but he has put you and I here. That we would seek the lost, search for the lost, testify to the lost, reveal Jesus Christ to a lost an undone world the great searching the, the 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 great the great seeking and he sought until he found him she sought carefully for the coin until she found that coin and even the father a long way off ran and accepted the son said dad I'm not even worthy to be called your son just make me your hired servant. You know something? I, I think the dad allowed the son to hit rock bottom. And, and sometimes that happens. But I don't think it's the it was the things that worked on him, the evil things, the wrong things, the famine, the hunger. I think it was the thing that he realized what he was missing. Because here's what he said. He said, I will go back to my father because there the hired servants has plenty to spare. He he was thinking about what he was missing. And I'm here to tell you, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, think about what you're missing. There is nothing like knowing Christ as your personal Savior. There is nothing like being acquainted with someone that loves you so dearly and even while we were in sin gave himself for us. Oh God, how wonderful that is. But something else I want you to notice about these three parables. First of all, when the shepherd found the sheep he put him on his shoulder he got back home and he called his friends the bible says it he called his friends and he called his neighbor and he said come on and rejoice with me rejoice and then the lady that lost her corn and she found it. The Bible says when she found it, she called her friends and her neighbors and said, come and rejoice with me. And then there was a father when the son came home. He said, I want you to, I want you to kill. First of all, he said, I want you to put the best robe on him. Not just your old robe, but I want you to put the best robe on him. Then I want you to put sandals on his feet. And then I want you to take, (laughs) this makes me weep before the Lord. I want you to take the ring and put on his finger. And then you know that fatted calf that we've been saving in the stall because we had faith our son was going to come home. I want you to kill that fatted calf and let's have a great great party and make merry for my son that was lost is found and he's come home rejoicing joy excitement when a sinner comes home and not only did the father rejoice not only did the lady with the coin rejoice not only did the shepherd rejoice but the Bible each time said that heaven rejoiced. The angels rejoiced. God rejoiced. I'm wondering this morning, has the church lost some of its joy? I remember years ago, we don't see it as much now, but to God we did When sinners would come and walk down the aisle, not one, not two, but three, in the middle along the walls and come and walk down the aisle and kneel in the altar and weep before the Lord. And the joy, it just vibrated throughout the whole church. And the church was excited. Why? Because heaven was rejoicing. Because God was rejoicing. Because the angels were rejoicing. And it was a time of joy you want to know where the joy is, it's because I'm concerned that we aren't seeing people saved like we at one time did see people saved. You know the psalmist picks this up? In Psalms chapter 126, verses 4 and 5, or 5 and 6, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him. How many of you know you have your Bible with you? Now, some of you may have it on your computer. If you have your Bible or on your computer, just hold it up. Come on. Hold it up. Let's, let's do something. Let's hold, let's hold up our Bibles. Let's hold. Come on. That's good. Look at, look at this. All around. Come on. If you, got a, if you have a cell phone, hold it up because this has a Bible on it. Come on. Everybody hold it. Did you know what that is? That's precious seed. And as you go out, you sow that precious seed. And if you go out with weeping, how long has it been since I or you or we have been passionate enough to weep before God for the lost? How long has it been? But the psalmist said, if you go forth weeping, surely there's no doubt. You said, I don't know. I don't know, Brother Don. I, I'm not a good witness. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Let me tell you one of the best things you can do when you go out and witness to the lost is give your testimony. What has God done for you? You can tell that. Brother Denny Stanley is here today. Wonderful singing. He lost his brother. And our prayers are with him because it hurts. Because a few years ago, I lost my brother and it hurts. Most of you knew Junius, or many of you did, how much of his life he was an alcoholic. All kind of things happened to him, bad things. But one Sunday morning, he walked down that aisle and knelt right here. And gave his life to Jesus Christ. That boy never stopped telling about Jesus. He drove a van and carried people around. Won't well, supposed to, but he told them about Jesus. He went to church after church after church. And you know what he told them? About Jesus. He gave his testimony of once I was lost. I was like that sheep. I was like that coin. I was like the prodigal. But Jesus Christ touched my life and changed my life. I don't know where you are today. But my friend, if you don't know Jesus, you say, well, I go to church. Well, I've been to church. I I do this. I, I was raised in church. My wife and I went to Red Robin this week. I love their turkey burgers. See, I can't have a burger like you folks eat. Can't have red meat, but I can have a turkey burger. Emily came to wait on us, and I smiled, and we greeted her, and she was such a wonderful waitress. She took our order and went back and ordered it. We sat just a few minutes, and it wasn't long before here come uh, a young man. Peep. Carrying that, all those things we ordered in his hands. Laid it on the table. And I looked at him. I said, what's your name? He said, my name's Arthur. I said, Arthur? When you walked up here, I felt to pray for you. And he looked at me like, wow, you you felt to pray for me. I'll tell you one reason I felt to pray for him. He had cuts on his body. Someone that's going through no telling what. People are suffering today. People are hurting today. They're being led by the spirit of the devil, the Antichrist spirit, demonic powers, all of these things. All of these things. And maybe some will turn you away, but many are open for prayer because they're lost. Again, they're like that lost sheep. A sheep is helpless. A sheep by himself is in danger, but I'll tell you what: Jesus Christ will touch your life, and I can't tell you, Brother Don, I've been too bad. I don't know if the Lord even saved me. I've got a, i got, I got, I'm carrying a lot of luggage. Let me tell you about a man as I end this. This brother Matt and them come. Listen to me. Let me tell you about a man that had a lot of luggage. I mean, his life was a mess. He was full of hate. He was full of murder. He was religious. You may be religious today. He was religious. And he even got to the point that he had Christians locked up. He hated them so much until he had them locked up. In fact, his goal was to lock more of them up. So this man was traveling on his way to Damascus. But all of a sudden, God Almighty knew that Saul was lost. Though hard-hearted, he even was standing there when Stephen was stoned, agreeing to it, saying it's all right. Even holding the coats of some of those that were stoned this precious disciple. He was full of hate. Venom. Venom. There are a lot of people full of hate today. Their hatred is pointed towards the believer. When you see what's happening today in our society, in our culture, you wonder why people do what they do. Because they hate the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and you represent not only the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ but you represent the very kingdom of God you display the love of Jesus Christ you rejoice when maybe rejoicing don't come easy when something has happened in your life and the world would be struggling in anger, angry, to rejoice. And Paul, Saul, was riding on his horse, proud, with authority from the leaders, carrying in his hand the death warrant and the jail and prison for some of the Christians. But all of a sudden, God caught up with him, just like the shepherd that searched until he found the sheep, just like the woman that searched until she found the coin, and just like the father, spent all the boy, spent all of he, all he had. Jesus Christ was looking for Saul to come to him. Bang, bow, boom. He knocks him off of his horse with a light. He falls to his knees. And there, my friend, this hard-hearted, rebellious, evil man said, God, what must I do? Lord, what must I do to be saved? And his name was changed from Saul to Paul. And what a, what a man, what a writer, what a believer. And God wants to change you today. Now, he may not knock you off of your horse, but he'll do something. He'll put a testimony in your way. He'll put a song to be sung. He'll put a message to be heard. He'll put someone that you would never think to be an instrument to influence you for Jesus Christ let us pray our father we thank you this morning for the privilege to sit in this this church Lord the beautiful lights the warmth the songs the very presence and the power of the Holy Spirit Lord we could just cuddle up today it's rainy and drear on the outside and thank you for the rain and Lord we come in this place where it's dry and warm and beautiful and hear the songs of Christmas of the season sung so beautiful and then sent your presence since you're dealing. God, I pray there would not be one man, one, one woman, one young person today that would go out these doors not knowing, having the assurance that they were ready to meet you. God, we're not promised of another day. But God, we can be thankful that you can give assurance and you give us hope no matter what happens tomorrow you give us hope beyond ourselves and we thank you if you're here today i'm going to take just a moment i, I, I just feel the very presence of the almighty god that's dealing that's knocking that's wooing hearts today you here today and you say pastor I, I don't know that I would be ready to meet the Lord. Would you pray for me? Lift up that hand right now. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Are there others. Just slip them up. Come on. Do it in Jesus. Don't let pride stop you. Don't let pride stop you. Come on. Lift that hand up. Say, preacher, I want to know that I'm ready to meet Jesus Christ. If he'd come now or if something could happen, I would die today. I want to know. Slip up that hand. Are there others? Amen. Okay. Pray with me. Father, I thank you for those that lifted their hands. You know the heart, you know the desire, you know the longing. And God, I pray that your Holy Spirit right now would touch that life. Minister in Christ's name.